Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> I coughed into the mic then. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science goes for the hug or the elbow tap. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today is Cameron Shmoopishira. Hello Andy and good results to all our listeners. Good results to everyone. Uh, how many elbow taps have you been doing, Shmoopy? I've done one and it was awkward. Yeah, um, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I didn't like it. I haven't. I've just gone the nod-ish um, since then. The nod-ish. Yeah. So it's where I look at someone and I think in my head, this is the point where we would normally shake hands. Yeah. And during that period, my head slightly goes down. Brilliant. Nod-ish. Nod-ish. Love it. Mm. All right. So here we are. We should now promote. Forget the elbow <laughs> tap. We should go for the nod-ish. Yeah. It's not a whole, not a full nod. It's just a slight move of the head, just to let everyone know that it's a little bit weird that we don't touch hands anymore. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a hello and an acknowledgement of weirdness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I always so I uh, there's friends that I do hug, but uh, we haven't been hugging, which is a little bit weird because I wasn't much of a hugger, but now my friends made me hug more. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit weird not to hug them. So you're missing um, it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, the only person I really get close to now is Kate, which is lovely, but I do like getting up in people's faces. Mm. Well, uh, bad luck. Yeah, bad. well, bad yeah. luck for me. I'm just going to... Tough times. I mean, I'm sorry, times. Andy. <laughs> We're all suffering, mate. We're all suffering. <laughs> um, and whenever I've done the elbow touch, it always feels like we're taking the mick out of the system but i but like i don't want to do that i completely understand why the elbow touch is there but they're like oh yes let's do the elbow touch as if like it's some sort of conspiracy to make us not touch each other but it yeah i i don't like the way it it, the insinuation of oh this is this is overblown is what i'm imagining the it looks like uh yes yeah, I mean, why do you have to touch another person at all? Uh, well, most of us, Cameron, aren't robots, so uh-huh. we uh, we we <laughs> we like uh, human touch and interaction. Are you in your pajamas? Uh, so this week I've gone pajama top, but I've got very nice pants on. The opposite. that is a weird combo. So yeah. for people uh, listening, we are now doing this over Zoom because <laughs> of COVID and. Cameron, you look comfy as shit. Yeah, I mean, you're you're looking way too formal for 7 p.m. on a Thursday evening. I am wearing formal shoes as well. I need to relax a bit, <laughs> don't I? I need to fucking chill yes. out. Yeah. Um, so back on to the thing. What would science do? Do you reckon science would be a hugger or an elbower? Well, I guess the point of a greeting would be to say, show familiarity. Yeah. In which case, hugging is better than an elbow touch. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. We might have even come up on the podcast before, but I think handshaking came about to show that you don't have a sword or a weapon in your hand. Yeah. I don't think an elbow touch really um, 
achieves that goal you can still be having a weapon in your hand while elbow touching someone yeah you could definitely elbow touch and then shank definitely um, so i'm going to go with a hug for science nice yeah i so um i had a postdoc when i was doing my phd who was who was i was training him on the afm anyway he was above me but he was an international student and we spent a long time together watching you know i always used to say that uh, afm so atomic force microscopy imaging is like dial up porn where it's just like line 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 so you just spent hours looking at people like with people and so he was an international um sort of uh researcher and we went into the into the details of what was socially acceptable in australia in terms of hugging kissing uh shaking hands like we i had to strip it down okay because they just they just didn't know they yeah because in their culture it was very much you just don't touch ever okay but in australia you can hug you can kiss anyway my point being is that i don't think science would know oh i think science would need to be explained i'd need to explain to science what would have because this isn't sort of something you can experiment with mm. if you get the if you go in for a hug or a kiss on the cheek and you get it wrong you're immediately ostracized okay you so this is a this is a, okay. a tradition that needs to be explained yeah. and i would have to sit down with science and say okay yeah in this instance it's a hug and in this instance it's an elbow that's interesting that you've given me a 50 50 and then you've chosen a third option um, yeah, mate. Neither. I didn't realize neither it. was an option. <laughs> Get used to it. My podcast, my rules. It's time for news from the week. Perfect. Love it. Well, that's good. Uh, Cameron Schmoopy Shearer, what on earth have you been up to? Should be news for the month, shouldn't it? Anyway, science is all going fine. Um, plotting along. The lab is functioning as normal. I think last time I might have been saying that I was happy that there were no students around. Um, yeah. But now students are slowly coming back. Uh, so I have to share my space better. But I've got podcast related news. Brill. First of all, is in the last two weeks or so, I was asked to help out a local startup company, Verbalize.science. Verbalize.science. Who on earth is this amazing company that everyone should give money to? <laughs> so I was contacted by Edward Warren. Is he an employee or is he one of your interns? Uh, he's an intern. To Basically, he watched me make a Verbalize.science story and then he kind of found problems that I came across and other things like that. And i got to say, since I last used it, which was over a year ago, it's improved a lot. Oh, good. Um, Thanks, man. So uh, I really like the text builder, kind of just giving me ideas um, on what to say in what parts. I didn't necessarily use it. Yeah. But just to kind of get me going. Well, you know that was your idea, don't you? Well, yes. So I really <laughs> like it. Uh, yeah. And then also the fact that you can upload multiple bits of sound yeah um, and then also you say that you'll edit it for me um yeah which made me feel like i could make mistakes and then just keep going oh good which yeah, you might yeah. come and across if you so ever it's... get around to editing that the audio i put i uploaded oh well you didn't you didn't submit it did you want that one live i ended up having to log in through edward's um 
details oh that's right yes because we we changed the flow and anyway yeah there was a little bug in it but um yeah by all means uh i can i can push that live but i do want to say thanks for doing that because the reason it's better than it was a year ago is because people are giving us feedback mm -hmm. and um now ed is a user interface and uh human-centered design uh student and so, yeah, it's just really great that we're getting feedback, we're implementing it. And the one thing I learned about this whole process is little by little. So thank you for being part of that journey. No, you're welcome. It was hard to kind of lock in the time, but I ended up having a good time doing it. Good. So that was good. Uh, my last bit of news is that I am doing another podcast. You are doing another podcast? Stop I it. I am. So... Uh, I'm a special guest appearing on, I think, I don't know if that is, is, if it's the official name or not, but it's currently going by the PhD podcast with Tamara and Steph. Wicked. Um, now I know you're also going to be a guest on this, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to take away, uh, how awesome this is for you. Uh, but they did approach me and say, do you know of anyone else? And I was like, well. I've got an awesome co-host on my podcast. You should 100% have him on. So uh, it's just, it's a bit of a shame we can't be both on it together because they essentially <laughs> then we could do a podcast and they would edit it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's going to be recorded at a professional podcast booth center. Yeah, um, yeah, the so, pod booth in Adelaide. So have you been there before? I have. I've done uh, one podcast there for a friend from LinkedIn um, and it's really it's really great you know what you turn up uh, you sit down you talk and you leave it is the best podcasting experience <laughs> ever because uh, as part of the the service they also edit the podcast yes and also it's video as well so make sure and I didn't know that last time I kind of knew it but didn't and it anyway make sure you're TV presentable so no pajamas no, like right I'm saying pajamas. Pajamas. <laughs> All right, Andy, what have you been up to? I have been producing content like there's no tomorrow. So okay. uh, at the moment, I've got my LinkedIn vlog that I'm still doing. So that's been over a year. Um, over I, a year, five a week? Uh, do five a week, so yes. what are you up to then? Uh, in terms of videos, I yeah. think I'm close to the 300 mark at the moment. Wow. Um, and my, my mission initially was get to 10. Then I said, I want to get to 100 and it's all going well. Like all the metr all the metrics I care about are going up. And this, this is like a little challenge for myself. So I've set myself the tentative challenge of a thousand videos. So I'm a third of the way there and I'm, uh, <sighs> It's like a marathon, right? It sucks, right? It, so at the moment with COVID, my vlogs are really not interesting for me to film because really it's me. Like all of the ones I've really enjoyed, I've been out, I've been uh, going around interviewing people, speaking to people. It, that's yeah. what I like. But hey, tough times. So I'm sat at home. I was just saying to Kate that I have not left Plimpton, my block, like literally probably about 10 minutes walk either way for about a week now. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I've got because I can't go up to the co-working space because that's closed. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
and I can't go to libraries because they're closed. That's where mm -hmm. else where I would do work. And uh, yeah, anyway, so I've been producing content like there's no tomorrow because I'm like in this downtime, I feel like laying the foundations for the other side is important. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've been doing more YouTube. Actually, I've been doing some YouTube stuff on uh, PhD careers. I've seen a few of them have had quite a few views or much more than the entrepreneur videos seem to get. Yeah, absolutely. And so that the... the the entrepreneur videos I cross post, so they're on LinkedIn mainly, and I just put them on YouTube and I don't promote them. But I put up this, uh, yeah, a couple of long form PhD career type advice stuff. And uh, it went, yeah, I think one's at like nearly 3000 views now. And that's without oh. promoting it or doing anything. So yeah, so clearly there's a hungry audience out there, which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, and what else? couple of other little projects sort of like ticking along in the background so that i've never been busier but it's like i've never been busier laying foundations which never feels good because you end up like you don't see the results of this for like six months to a year yeah so it's about but pushing through it you got to have the strong foundations or else it'll just crumble exactly that's right um and then finally verbalize.science is going really well um i've actually so we're just finishing up uh with the goida institute in adelaide yeah and uh now this this probably sounds really weird to someone who hasn't i mean you've you've been pretty close to my entrepreneurial journey but i'm not sort of ashamed to say that this is the first customer i feel like we've got it together Oh, good. The processes we've got, I've got uh, editors editing stuff. I've got um, an employee that's helping me project manage. Um, I do like, I catch some fires and do some things that, you know, like just, I guess, sale, sales, marketing and fire extinguishing are the things <laughs> that I do. There's been a new sort of energy in that business just because when I call the customer or when they call me, they're not calling up to complain we're just doing the next step yeah so uh one thing I, I read about entrepreneurship recently which i didn't it's kind of one of those things i've heard it in the past but you've got to experience it to really understand it and they said i think it was winston churchill but he was like success is failing failing over and over again but not losing enthusiasm <laughs> and i cannot I like for for where I am right now, and I know it will change in the future. But I cannot relate more to a saying. I'm going to yeah. get it tattooed on my chest. Like it's just yeah. failure, failure, failure. But getting up the other side of that failure and going, you know what? What did I learn? How can we make it better? And that's where we're at, at the moment. I'm like, okay, we're at the top of a mountain, but I don't know if it's a global peak or if it's just like a. A, a small peak that I'm going to have to go down to go up again. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the fun journey. Yeah. But keep your enthusiasm. So anyway, there's my news. Yeah. It's time for topic of the day. That's, you know what? That one of our best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure hey. if it will go down as one of the best. Well, we'll let the audience decide. Let us know. Was it one of the best? <laughs> um, so the topic for the day is COVID-19. Are there any silver linings that we can uh, glean from this horrible cloud of pandemic? 
is is this a chance to look for the opportunities from a disaster and uh, what does the future look like especially in terms of you know we love talking about five and ten year plans what does this actually look like for the scientists on the ground good questions i mean no matter what the situation you're in you have to keep your enthusiasm don't you andy and so you gotta fail and then not be any less <laughs> enthusiastic so let's try and find how this could be maybe not uh, saying a good thing but where's the opportunity in what's going on right now so schmoopy yes. i don't science relies on scientists doing work mm -hmm. now if you can't go into the lab if you can't get the funding because yep. you know we're arguably at the moment looking down the barrel of not a recession but a depression are we so they are saying that this is going to be much larger than the gfc in 2008 and it will be much closer to a depression okay than a recession yep. so so at the moment what does science look like and how can we sort of gleam the the opportunity <laughs> from what seems like quite a disastrous uh, forecast so i guess you've really uh gone for the worst thing first um but i guess why not hit the nail on the head exactly um, and i guess as far as research funding in the future is concerned um there's a clear opportunity for us in australia in that uh comparing to the rest of the world we've will probably have a l lesser economic impact I think I don't have any stats to back me up there, but I'm just going off the fact that we've had, you know, we haven't had too many cases of COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and so we have the opportunity really in Australia to change or use this opportunity to change our uh, workforce um, and go instead of being an agricultural mining based to being a future, whatever the future is, tech based, innovation based uh, economy industry 4.0 yeah <laughs> but i don't know how me individually what i can really do about that apart from the fact that everyone's going through it yeah well so do you know you know so this is what happens on this podcast i have read one book no i've read a quarter of a book and watched five youtube videos so i am now officially an expert <laughs> so uh i, I will now preached my learnings to you but uh i recently got into uh stoicism all right right so mm -hmm. just like because something came up about uh, the stoics and stoicism and i was like what is it and then the more I read about it, the more it was about like taking control of what you can take control of, but not allowing the external environment to affect your decision making or your emotions to the extent that we allow it to affect us. Now, the reason I bring up that is because what you just said about, I don't know what I can do. And I mm -hmm. guess there's nothing you can do about the the broader covid19 uh funding loss yeah but as an individual what do you feel like you is in in your control like in terms of your career or science 
what is in my control is that I can, well, I have the opportunity at the moment to be working in the lab when many of my potential rivals would not be working in the lab. Rivals? Or any person, anyone else who would be applying for the jobs that I want to apply for or applying for yeah. the funding I want to apply for are rivals. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I'd say so. Uh, competition, rivals just seems like you're going to hack them down with a sword <laughs> or a jousting stick. I think competition's a pretty similar word. Not in my mind. <laughs> uh, and so I could, you know, while they are you know, uh, stuck at home, not met doing research experiments, I could be doing research experiments to maybe get a little bit ahead. Yeah. Um, and then taking this opportunity to actually produce papers, produce new work during a year where for many years to come, people will know, oh, it was hard to, to make new research that year. Mm. Um, and of course the new research Perhaps this year would still be published because people are at home writing the papers that they should be writing. Yeah. Um, but eventually... You think that's really happening? Yes, definitely. You're, sh- you, so do you think that in about, let's say, three months' time, there's going to be a flood of papers? I am expecting that the number of papers published this year and particularly the number of review articles published this year yeah. will be higher than well above average so there'll be a definite peak in the number of papers published this year yeah yeah because people are at home and there's not much else to do apart from finally write that paper yeah and also review articles are those cheap papers where you just have to read loads yes yeah so you've you've got the ability to work where maybe a lot of people don't have the ability to work um what other things do you think like in terms of the things you're able to control, I guess applying for stuff still, right? Are there still things around to apply for? I mean, is it, should you, are you best positioned if you just go, you know what? I just need to continue as normal with science. So are you still applying for grants? Are you still, uh, you're still push, you know, publishing papers? Are you still applying for awards and that sort of stuff? Or is all that stuff still going on? So grants, at least in Australia, grants and awards are basically going ahead as normal. Yeah. But I didn't have a plan to go for any. So I'm not, but that's not because of coronavirus. It's just because I, um, nothing's really come up that I want to do. I have the fellowship starting soon. Yep. And another grant starting soon. So I think that's enough for me to actually make sure I do those ones well um, before I start looking at what else to apply for. So, mm. yeah, but it is a good time for anyone else stuck at home to get the grant ready for next year. Um, and so maybe it's going to be a year where lots of grants are also submitted. Yeah, uh, more competitive than ever before. <laughs> so it's a good, it's an opportunity where I just take the year off. Um, applying yeah. for grants while everyone else does it. Yeah, yeah. So um, do you feel like you've taken your foot off the gas a little bit in terms of like you've got the, not that you d- haven't deserved a break, by the way, but oh, thank you. in you, do you feel like you've, you've uh, just given your, yourself an opportunity to 
pause and breathe, say, for six months to a year before you start on that treadmill again? How, what's going on in your mind in terms of that? Yeah, it is a bit, uh, it is a bit weird. It's kind of, uh, you know, this like killer mentality. So a sports, um, sports uh, analogy for you is oh, sometimes... I'll be all over this. Perfect. <laughs> Understand it immediately. You're clearly beating a team and you have the choice to either beat them by 100 points or kind yeah. of just coast along and just take <laughs> and take the win. Oh, that's annoying that one. From if um, I was losing, I want to I want to lose properly. <laughs> uh, and so there is something like I don't really have the killer instinct in me at the moment. I don't I don't have the drive to be the best or to really take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, and so because I'm so I'm at a a period of lower enthusiasm. Yeah. Um and so I, I am kind of taking that period of lower enthusiasm plus the fact that I'm thinking, oh, my competitors are probably not even doing anything anyway. Yeah. I can always say, oh, I couldn't work that hard this year because of COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and so I, don't, I definitely know I'm not taking the, the most out of this opportunity. Um, even if I've, you know, I say I probably should have cranked up my work to you know, 110% of what's normal. And I might, yeah. have, I might be, I might've gone down to 95%. Oh, okay. Oh, you're not coasting. Uh, I mean, you're not like just coasting into the fellowship. No. So we, we are both aware of many coasters. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely not at that level. I'm still myself, um, yeah. but maybe not quite the, uh, myself of a year or two ago where I was desperate to win a grant. As as we're kind of coming into more normality, which I guess is, is that a given? Actually, before I go down this, do you know, do you think that science will return to normal as is, like business as usual as it used to be? That's an interesting question. I think it will. I, I'm hoping that perhaps, here's my silver lining for the big picture that I didn't answer before. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping that perhaps the public perception of science will increase from this sure and that uh you know spending a higher proportion of gdp on scientific research won't be seen as a such a bad thing as it was before um, yeah and so with a higher you know more public perception of science you might get more children at school wanting to do science and science research that's the last um, thing we need more competition <laughs> let's just go for the and we might get the best ones then there'll be less time wasters so if there's a greater public perception of science that could be something really good that's coming out of this situation uh and then the second thing is that really that countries can just stop um mm. and so the knowledge that that can happen helps like makes me like i don't know if it's a false sense of security or not but perhaps if it ever comes to a point where it needs to happen that things just stop for climate change or the next science it's not even a science disaster the next disaster yeah and we can do it but i hope that that doesn't put us in the false sense of security that we, let's just wait until it's this bad again like mm. let's let's see the warning signs let's let's make the change gradual so we don't have to make the world stop for anything ever again yeah and it relies on politicians though doesn't it yeah science and politics is never i mean you've, there's meant to be a separation of church and state but it, they never said that about science and state but that seems to be <laughs> what what's happened 
Yeah, like uh, it's interesting. So we've, I mean, the main spokesperson that we're seeing on the news would be the the country's chief medical officer or our state's chief medical officer. Yeah. And I think both of those two are being very high, highly regarded in, in what they've said and how they've answered questions. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the similar people in other countries, um, whether they're being held in such regard. Mm. Perhaps see, like it's nice seeing scientists in the public eye answering questions um, and then having like their advice is being followed uh, quite well by the, by the general population. Yeah. Um, all right. So what do you think students should be doing right now? Because this is a fucked up time to be entering any sort of new market. Like yeah. if you're a PhD student and you're graduating, it was tough. But is it tougher? Like what? I don't even I, I literally have no sensible advice for these people at the moment just because I don't really know what to do for me, let alone anyone else. Yeah. I think if you're at a PhD student at any time that's not the last six months, it's not so bad because okay. PhD students are always behind in their writing. So you just started, write yourself a good literature review, turn it into a review article, yeah. bang. You're, you're halfway through, start writing the chapters of results that you've already got. Yeah. If you don't have that many results, start writing your experimental details section. Bang. Write a review article, bang. Bang. Uh, but the people who are supposed to be finishing or the people who have just finished, yeah, they expected to, you know, do the thing that we are told to do in change, go to another country, do a postdoc for two years. Yeah. Um, these types of things, like it would be incredible, like incredibly hard to know what they're doing next. Mm. Um, or even what, what real job opportunities they could, be doing in the near future um i suppose the silver lining there is that it like australia is a very competitive country and there's fewer op, uh, competition when international people can't apply for postdoc jobs because they can't get into the country that's what um, we want is mediocre <laughs> domestic students getting all the jobs <laughs> so say you're in a situation where you have to do a, a public defense um, yeah. Doing that over Zoom would be really odd. I've seen on LinkedIn a load of people doing their PhD defense or via Zoom. Yeah. And it just seems like such a letdown. It's like a roller coaster going up to the top and then just as you're about to enjoy it, an elevator just takes you down. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. you know... Uh, after all that hard work, you just want you just want a, people in a room so you can bore them for twenty minutes and go, yeah, you know what? That was three years worth of work. But yeah, look, it's it's a really tough time. And um, once again, coming back to the thing that I've read recently and remember the most is control what you can control. Um, it's easier said than done, though. Like, don't let yourself be sidetracked by worry. I guess, like, yes. So actually, one thing I did see which was pretty good was. What's your end goal? You know, what is the, who's the person you want to become? Like, where are you going? And then lay out little tiny goals. So it may be, I want to be an academic. Let's take that for argument's sake. Mm -hmm. But you, you don't just become an academic. You act like an academic. So what would an academic do? They would um, publish regularly. Yep. They would collect 
And to get that, they need to collect data. So every month I'm going to look and I'm going to make sure that I've got a paragraph and um, I don't know, a graph or some anyway. So it's like taking a big goal, splitting it down into small manageable chunks and then just being like, you know what, that's what I can control. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of that, another bloody recession, um, a depression, another COVID-19, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, you know what, but at least I did everything I, in my power. And I think that's probably the only place where people at the moment can seek solace. Yeah. Our next section is not science this because we sometimes do it and sometimes don't. Today <laughs> it is would you rather where you just choose what you would rather. And today is the COVID-19 edition. But particularly we're asking would you rather about social distancing? What's it going to look like in the future? What would you rather do now? How would you rather the world become? There we are. Well, that was well, good. Yeah, good explanation. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, all right. So uh, do you want to go first or shall I go first? I'm going to go first. Um, okay. It's actually pretty similar to how we started up uh, the podcast. Okay, cool. Um, would you rather have shaking hands or hugging never come back into society? Oh, shaking hands. See ya. You don't, not a fan of shaking hands? Well, I do have quite sweaty hands. Yep. So there was a moment in my teenage years where I was considering getting Botox into the palms of my hands because <laughs> it was they just leak like they continually leak and they're not as bad, bad I don't know I guess I may have just got used to it but this the social anxiety of knowing you have to go into a room having to wipe your hands on your trousers as you go like it's an orchestration yeah uh it's like a little bit of choreography so look if i didn't have to put my wet sticky Mm. hands on other people's and then sometimes you meet other people with sticky hands Mm. and you stick together for a little bit and they're not sure if it's them (laughs) you're not sure if it's you everyone's embarrassed whereas with a good old hug you can just wipe your hands on their back (laughs) so yeah get rid of that okay because of course there's a trick question and the answer is both. We don't no, need we right. don't need either of them in society. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So have you seen the uh news where to make diners feel less less awkward, they're putting mannequins. Oh no, really? Yeah. So my question to you is uh, in this post COVID world, would you rather have mannequins sat at empty tables or just less tables? Uh fewer tables. Fewer tables. I take fewer tables. Why have? <laughs> could it be uh, to make the room less echoey? They want to fill in some space. Yeah, I guess so. I don't really understand it. I mean, actually, no, I do understand it. Here oh, we go. Good. You want a bloody capitalist uh, uh, rant? The mannequin, the mannequin salesman. Is it? It's. <laughs> Big, big mannequin. Big mannequin. Um, no, they're dressing the mannequins in designer clothes that you can buy. Oh, is it? Is yeah. that real? That's one, that a group in, I, no, I think it must be America, clearly. But <laughs> like that was one thing is now there's a, I th- I'm not sure if it's a startup or something, but essentially they're using mannequins in restaurants at tables wearing yep. stuff you can buy. Okay. Now, I don't mind that. 
because then you're getting two things done at once. <laughs> That's efficient. So you're eating dinner and shopping. For yeah, clothes. but I don't want to be sat there with a, a, ma- a face full of like clam juice going, mm, I, don't, I like that T-shirt. What's wrong with clam juice and T-shirts? Once again, separately, nothing. Bring them together. Because <laughs> what if you were in, in, the, uh, in the restaurant and someone saw a T-shirt that you wanted and they were putting their sticky clam hands all over it? I don't think, like, when you go to a shop and there's a mannequin dressed in the clothes, you don't take the clothes off the mannequin. You find that You find that shirt somewhere else in the store. No, I take it off the mannequin. I'm like, give me that one. <laughs> <laughs> well that's wrong uh well i like it um good all right right. there's mine um all right so i actually thought that you were still um coming into the uh uni sa but i'm gonna have to so for my question we're gonna have to assume that you're working in an office building okay of some kind Uh, would you rather shake hands with everyone you meet during the day or Always have an elevator full of people in your building. You cannot take the stairs. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a tricky one. Do you think like like as soon as we start shaking hands again, it's going to be weird, and you're going to be thinking about germs more so than ever before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess in a in a rest in a in a um, lift, you can at least pretend that it's safe. But the moment well, you how? <laughs> like you can just you hold your breath, hold your breath and kind of like just make yourself small and try your best <laughs> not to touch anyone. But the moment the thing about hands yeah. is that you touch things and then you touch your face. Mm. Whereas if you're in a lift, you can just be like, oh, this sucks. But at least I'm not putting myself in like immediate danger. Whereas the moment you put your hands on another person, you're infected. Yeah. So that means I would rather, yeah, get rid of the handshake again. I'm all about getting rid of this handshaking. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the building that we work in, um, we have a lift. I'm on the, on the seventh floor. Yeah. And uh, I always find it, whenever I get in the lift and there's someone else in there, I'm very fascinated by how they press the button at the moment. Because <laughs> people, so we have no active coronavirus case. We have one active coronavirus case in this state yeah but people still go to extreme measures not to touch a button in a lift yeah um i find that quite funny and i like watching how people do it i just press the button that's what i do god you maverick oh you better be using bloody hand wash though hand sanitizer yeah sometimes oh mate you're the problem when there's a cluster (laughs) it'll be you it will be you'll be patient zero no, I have to be patient too because someone's going to press that button first and then I press the button. No, you're going to... I have to be edit. sick. You're going to, get, you're going to harvest the COVID. You're going to grow COVID, a new form of it, and spread it to everyone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you got for me? All right. Uh, different countries are talking about wearing a face mask out in public. Mm-hmm. So my question is... Would you rather wear a face mask, like the typical one that covers the nose, mouth, chin area with elastic around your ears? Yep. Or would you w- rather have like one of those big plastic face shields? 
Ah, I see. Like the face mask is something that you and I should actually put our science skills into looking into what what is actually necessary. Yeah. Because at least at the beginning of this uh, thing, we were often told that the face masks don't do much and don't buy face masks because we need them for essential workers. Yeah. Um, but you see, we see essential workers wear both face, the the small over your mouth face mask and the plastic face shield. Um, I feel like a face shield would be necessary. And yeah. so I'm going for safety. Uh, I take the face shield and then I can still like emote with my face. Um, uh, yeah. I feel yeah. like some things are missing, would be missing in conversation if you can't see my lips go up and down. Yeah. All right. Last one from me. Would you rather have face-to-face meetings only or virtual meetings only? I am a convert to these virtual meetings. Yeah. Okay. And the reason is, is that I don't need to walk anywhere. I just sit down here. I've got like in my little setup, I've got a great webcam. I've got boom mics. I've got different, I've got three lights. Yeah, like you do this, look very good. Like that is a very flattering light. Thanks, man. Uh, well, it costs, yeah, it costs me about $200 in equipment. So uh, I'm pleased. So yes, I love being able to sit down and I love that people don't like them because they just, they come in and we just talk about the thing and they leave. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're relying on meetings for social interaction, then it's a little bit different. Yeah. But, I'm I'm meaning I'm meaning work. I mean Yeah, work. okay. So um yeah, just work stuff. I wouldn't mind if even if we were in the same room, people just got on their laptops. Yep. Just turned away from back turned back. away from each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To help with the delay. But yeah, look, I So you think I cannot your sales see my, would sorry. your sales wouldn't be affected? You think face to face is better for sales? Oh, that's a great question. So no, the the consensus on LinkedIn is that sales are very hard to do via webinars. So that's a good, that's a great question. So yeah, I guess does the benefit. So if you're a business, you'd have to meet, you'd have to choose the in-face one, Mm. uh, face-to-face in-person one, because you got shit to sell. People yep. need to buy it. You need to become a big capitalist pig. But uh, hang on, uh, hang on. You're a business owner. <laughs> you are currently a capitalist piglet. Um, that's right. Yeah. Oh God, I'm just gonna. I'm doing a backflip. Oh, give me, give me face to face. Otherwise, I'll never be able to make a living. <laughs> so you've probably heard this idea that countries that have got very low cases, uh, close to elimination, no 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 people in the hospital especially on uh ventilators and stuff that they would consider creating these bubbles and connecting these bubbles so taiwan i think is one mm-hmm. australia could be one and new zealand definitely will be one so i am asking you would you rather holiday in australia or new zealand when that bubble opens up oh so you're saying the bubble is definitely opening up I, it looks that way yeah, yeah. Um, well, they're both amazing places to visit. Yep. Where would you prefer to go though? What's what, um, what month? Oh, uh, uh, when do you normally take holidays? 
Well, normally summer, but I... All right. Summer. Yeah. Let's, let's go not like January summer. Let's do like early summer when it's not stinking. Okay. Then definitely Australia. All right. Stinking? Um, stinking time? Well, still Australia. Summer <laughs> is Australia. All right. Uh, winter, All right. I would go to New Zealand for skiing. Music yeah. is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, like our Facebook page, and join in. Don't do that because the forum's dead. <laughs> and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast. Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to Published Perishable Podcast, and this week we were brought to you by our future sponsor, the PhD Podcast, I think it's going to be called. Lovely. Um, see uh, Cameron and Andy as guests, perhaps, if uh, Andy's doesn't get completely edited out for two fail <laughs> words. All right, final farewells. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.